When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we tell stories of high strangeness and share personal paranormal histories with celebrity guests. I'm your host, Michael McMillan, and usually with me is Bryce Johnson. But guess what? Bryce is out of town on vacation with his family. With me instead, and just in time for another Listener Files episode, is your old buddy, Kevin Kirkpatrick. Yeah! That's the crowd going crazy. Yeah, Yeah. and then, of course, we always have our trusty producer, Riley Bray. Hey, y'all. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. Um... I'm getting a little radio, radio, radio-y in these intros, so. That was pretty radio Yeah, you I don't really, know why. You brought it's the heat that It's just because I'm getting time. excited. <laughs> it's it going to be bad. disgusting, if yeah. I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to start calling me the caveman. Um, <laughs> he just sits alone in his room all week, just waiting to record. Uh-huh. Yes. So, uh, like we said, Bryce is out of town, so we're going to do an, a Listener Files episode today. Without him, we're going to talk about him behind his back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then next week we'll have another regular episode and we'll be back up and running. But, um, how's everybody doing? It was recently the 4th of July. Sure was. How's yeah. everybody's 4th? I'm looking at you, Kevin. I'm open it up, buddy. Listen, you know, it was great. Uh, we recently moved to a neighborhood where uh, it is commonplace to set off firecrackers in your yard. Cool. And uh, so it felt a little uh, war-torn. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little shell-shocked at yeah. the moment. I was like, oh, is this what like it's like to live somewhere where there's just constant like, bombing and gunfire? <laughs> I really, I really feel for the... Got I little... never felt any sympathy before for those people trying to live their lives in Syria, but now I do. It's a little different, I think. <laughs> I don't slightly, know. Slightly. I honestly, I don't know because I haven't been there. It may be exactly the same as my experience. Um, my poor dogs were just terrified. Yeah. My dogs, uh, I have two, as everybody knows. I have little Albie and little Violet. Albie's my bulldog. He goes, Violet doesn't seem to mind, but Albie is like... Like he hears it and he's got to bark back. I live near the Hollywood Bowl. Oh Don't come looking for me. And uh, they have the big fireworks thing going off of the bowl. And yeah. like for like three or four nights in a row, there's just like fireworks every night. So it was a little, uh, you know, Nova's, tense. Nova's scared. Poor he hides, baby. He you know that actually July 4th. Was Nova's the- my sweet baby Yeti. He I is. love Nova. He's the best boy. But uh, July Fourth was the day he was picked up by the by the cops. Every all so long ago, and that's how I found him. Uh, 
It's when Nova got arrested and I picked Wait, him up out of prison. What was he doing oh, that got yeah. himself in trouble? I don't well, you know, I just like I, I just like picturing it that it's like dog prison, like Nova's like being a tough, bad, badass, yeah. bad, a bad boy. He would be eaten alive in prison. He's yeah, so sweet. But July fourth was the date that he was picked up by the shelter oh, that I got him from. So man. it's always like kind of a weird I think he gets a little scared on on the fourth. So named- many dogs, that's their origin story. Yeah. What's the fireworks? Well, I wonder if he ran away from another family because of the fireworks. Yeah, one, because he was cosmically destined to be my familiar. And my backup familiar. Fair. All right. Imagine if you could see the satellite footage of, you know, that, uh, like when you see, (laughs) let me explain satellite footage like no one knows what it is, (laughs) from above. (laughs) (laughs) But but imagine you see like almost a whole city, right? And yeah. then somehow you can see the dots of like dogs and just imagine like happy families, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly, boom, boom, the fire cars start and literally you just see every dog just, just go <laughs> whoom, running away. and inadvertently start their new life. <laughs> it's really sad. Like I'm not. No. I like a firework show, but God, I just have mixed feelings. I'm such a dog person and they really do like go crazy. Yeah, it freaks them out. He was just well, imagine hiding. it's too loud for us. Like they have their hearing is what thirty times. More. They have Superman hearing. Yeah. yeah, Think about how scared Superman gets on the Fourth of July. <laughs> Let's just really get into <laughs> that. Point. I mean, he must be so confused as to what's an ex- an actual bomb going off and what's a firecracker. <laughs> it's a very stressful day for we, him. He hides under the bed <laughs> the entire day and won't come out to pee or drink water. <laughs> He's so ineffective on on Fourth of July. That's how you defeat superman kryptonite or just blow up a bunch of fireworks uh-huh. <laughs> it's really funny it makes perfect sense yeah it does doesn't it um so kevin any uh personal paranormal uh events happening in your life lately well i do and i want everyone to know that michael's setting me up because i told him on the way in that i had one that was just his fake that's all radio I know. persona that's all I know. that was seamless 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 <laughs> I did, but if if I didn't say that you were setting me up, it would seem a little convenient that I had one when you prompted me. But um, well, I'm I do- just so excited because you haven't had anything since you saw the uh, garage sale devil Jesus. You are well, remember garage sale devil Jesus, and then the devil tried to come in my window That's in high right. school. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, same devil, and <laughs> uh, this one, I'm not so sure this is the devil. I really think this might be aliens. And everyone, I'm a big skeptic on all this stuff, but let me just tell you the story. It ends. Stay with me because it's short, but I will describe a little bit of the feeling, but then it's all about the the little capper at the end. Riley, describe my eyes right now. Wide, wide eyes. Big, hungry eyes. I'm afraid they're going to morph into alien eyes. I'm scared. I'm I'm afraid you're about to gobble my dick. You've got that look in your eyes. How do you know what that look looks like? <laughs> so many times I've been given this look, usually by a 70-plus-year-old man at a gay bar. Um, listen, the older ones like me, and it's all right. <laughs> I call that my retirement plan. Um, so um, I'm having that, which is what I had in high school. Listen to that episode again if you're curious. But... Um, w- That thing where I'm dreaming, but I'm dreaming... I don't know I'm dreaming because I'm dreaming that I'm still laying in bed trying to fall asleep. Sort of that sleep paralysis kind of thing. Total sleep paralysis thing. I'm laying there and I'm just trying... But I have to say, when I woke up, it was weird because 
It's weird because I'm laying in bed trying to go to sleep. At some point, I obviously slipped off into a half sleep state and started dreaming. And but the part of my brain that might have held on to any reality didn't realize that my bedroom suddenly kind of flipped. Like it was like my version of the bedroom in the underworld. It was just a little different. Ooh, like the upside down. Yeah, it was the the upside down. And but I'm laying in there. That's not. I'm not aware that my bedroom is different until I woke up and went, "That was my bedroom, but not." And then I start to get. God, I should. Uh, I should honestly. I wrote this down when I woke up because I thought it was get so interesting. notes. We are all about the use of notes on this show. So, um, oh my god, I love that you wrote this down, Kevin. I'm I so had to because I was yeah. so like I can't forget this because I have a really bad memory. Um, but anyway. Um, talked about that this is hang on this is getting real good when i'm just just enjoy the silence uh so um i just started to have that feeling okay something's in the room right it just this is after felt, you woke up from the dream no no okay. this is this is when i didn't know i'd slipped into any kind of dream state okay. and i'm just trying to go to sleep and i start to feel this presence in the room and it immediately created this like dread feeling and i felt like something was coming into the room the energy was like moving in on me and you know it all goes back to my weird religious past but Mm -hmm. i started i remember i started very purposefully labeling it god or jesus to try to like make it not great and then i was thinking later i was like it makes total sense even for people who wrestle with like what they believe now it's like what else when something that you know is not normal, it's paranormal, yeah. is happening, you've got two options. And the only like kind of not scary option is to go, oh, this is that thing I've I've known about since I was four, which is God. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have no choice but to go, it's God, it's God, it's God, it's God, even if you know, I don't know if it is. But I felt myself forcing that label on it because I wanted it so bad to not be something scary. That makes sense. It was like that energy coming in, coming in, and... uh I did that thing, you know, in CPR when they teach you to open their airway and you like lift their neck, yeah, tilt the head back. Like I felt myself come up a little bit off the mattress and my head go back, and it like created what felt like an opening, and Weird. I felt this. And I, by the way, I was electrocuted as a child, which explains a lot. Um, <laughs> Wait, there was a, one of those. One of those <laughs> things in that one. A, uh, it was by Sunbeam, and it was a hot spot thing. It like quickly boiled a little cup of water it looked like a small coffee maker but it was for like just i, th- I think just making water it's an electric for like kettle soup or something. yeah like an electric thing. kettle but i i went to just for some reason when i plugged that in as a ki- little kid like i was nine years old and i plugged it in and i and so i know what that feels like because it's like a intense warm highly vibrational yes that, it goes all the way through your body uh-huh. yeah um that's what I felt coming through, like my mouth like, entering me, and it was like Whoa. fully filling my body. This like uh, thing, so crazy. Did it feeling. hurt? No, but it was not comfortable yeah. either. Um, and and I remember just saying in my mind and trying to say out loud, like, "If that's," you, I was almost mad. And I was like, "If that's you, Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, whatever, just come on in." Just <laughs> again, just trying yes. to label it something benevolent, oh, and. Boy. And so that's going on for a little bit, and then I wake up, I'm in my real room, and I, I feel like posed, like, like I feel like my neck was in a weird position when I woke up, and I literally woke up just in time to see my phone go back dim. 
Whoa. Weird. So weird to me. That's that, weird. If that and no had, one had texted you or anything? No, and this was three in the morning on like a weeknight. Like, That's the hour of high strangeness. It is, yeah. And I have to say, if I just had had this dream without that phone thing, I would have been like, oh, that was a weird dream. But that phone thing, it literally felt like I woke up and saw just the tail of a serpent leaving the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean? Oh, good analogy, yeah. It. I was like, fuck, something. And so I'm like, God, you know, I think if aliens do come and do business with us, <laughs> they're not probably going to land their saucer or beam us up. That feels a little fakey. It's like, why? Of course, they're going to come through technology. They're going to come probing oh, in through cool. our phones. Whoa. Why wouldn't they? If they're t- if they're advanced enough to do things like lower a disc plane and beam us up into their vessel, why would they go to all that trouble? When they have the technology to send whatever they need, they don't need. If we have AI, you better believe they do. If they're oh, able yeah. to do that, so, so you're saying there's like, an extraterrestrial AI living so they're just in the internet, hack or into y- us using, through our phones using the phone as a gateway. Yeah, I that's love it. a cool idea. Yeah. I like that I a lot. That. I had all these feelings of I felt, I felt probed. <laughs> 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 no, but it was super weird to see that phone go dim. Was yeah okay? Maybe I had an Instagram alert or something at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, perfectly timed with a dream that was literally about some type of electronic radio waves entering my body. But it felt a little coincidental to me. Totally. I mean, I thought when you said that you saw the light dim as if it had been bumped or it had picked it up. What if you've looked on your... Have you looked at your photos? Because maybe it took selfies with you when you were both helplessly in bed. <laughs> Dear God, Alien please. Jesus taking selfies with Just like teabagging you on your forehead while you're yeah. passed out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're, ele- they're electronic scrotums sending waves through your body. I did have a... Now that you say that, I did have a dick drawn on my forehead, ah. and it looked... It but it had, had antennas on it. It had antennas, and it just... I got the feeling it had not just been drawn, but it had been traced. <laughs> so, you could be right. There's, there is that. That's I like, like that they're technologically advanced, but they're morons, basically. Yeah, they're All they want is to come in and just fuck with us in our sleep. They're just like intergalactic frat boys, yeah. and they carry Sharpies with them. <laughs> That li- listen, we've got a movie starring Bryce. <laughs> oh, yes. And it's called Intergalactic um, Fat Boy. And while we're shooting it, we're like, boy, Bryce is really taking this movie seriously. Right. <laughs> he is really doing research on these aliens, and uh, he's not finding it funny. <laughs> yeah. He's gone full method. He's full method in this. Well, that's creepy, man. Yeah. I mean, as someone it was who's... either the Russians or, or aliens, or, or the Russians are aliens, or whatever, however it shakes down. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's tricky. I mean, I think skeptics would be like, well, you were in the state between asleep and awake, and some weird shit happened, but the, the phone thing is strange. I yeah. mean, it's those, little, it's those little things. And this is why I say, when people come on the show, like, I don't have a story. Like, that's a story. That's totally it's a just story. A, that's a story. Yeah. That's something weird that happened to you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it may be nothing, and I'm. I would say, when I'm not sitting in this room, I yeah, I just operate under the assumption that 98 percent chance it was nothing. Oh my god, your nose is bleeding. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, your phone is bleeding. Wait. Oh my god. <laughs> All of our phones are bleeding. <laughs> I have an impulse to eat my phone. What's happening? <laughs> I have to get it inside me. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I don't know. Well, when we come back, we're going to have some other stories, much like Kevin's, from you, the listener. 
Mm. We'll be right back with more Bigfoot Collectors Club. So did you look at your phone and there was no notification there? It was just... Yes, and there was no notification. I w- I'm real bad with like f- alert, like understanding how my phone works. Okay, Grandpa. But Yeah, gr- oh, a full <laughs> Grandpa when it comes to technology. Gotcha. But I think I've noticed plenty of times that... You gotta stop hanging out with all those old men. <laughs> I don't think those alerts are all... I don't think they stay there. I think if you catch them when they come in, but I don't think when I power my phone back... I don't think it stays there until it's looked at, does it? Some of them do. I mean, if if your phone had just gotten an alert, lit up, and then gone dark again, when you turned it on, it would have still been there because you didn't clear it. Yeah, yeah. I wake up and I have a lot of like alerts. That's there was no popular. alert there because I looked to see, but uh, I but I check the photos. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, spooky stuff. Little just the littlest hint of physical evidence there at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Ties it all together. Yeah, I like the the tail of the snake slithering out the door. It's like that was I was proud of that uh, analogy when it popped in my head. I want you to hold on to that. The pride or yeah, the analogy? The pride. Mm, God, I need it. Now every conversation, Kevin's just dropping like the <laughs> the reference to a snake slithering its tail out of the door, even when it doesn't work. It doesn't apply or pertain at all. to the story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, you ready to crack open some of these L files? Let's do this. All right. These are letters from you, the listener. This first one is from Linda. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. You're my first and only Patreon contribution. Well, thank you so much, Thanks, Linda. Linda. We appreciate that. And I think we have some other uh, Patreon uh, uh, writer inners uh, today, and I want to thank them as well. All right. So Linda says... I've always felt pretty uncomfortable in the back of my house, especially in my linen cupboard, which is big enough to walk into. When I shower my kids, I sit on the floor in the doorway of the bathroom. Every night, I see someone peek around the corner of the hallway, about three feet up the wall. I see them out of the corner of my eye, and when I turn to see them, they disappear. However, one night I turned and managed to see it for a second before it disappeared. It was just a snake's tail slithering out of just no, <laughs> Linda. That's mine, Linda. <laughs> it was just a black head, like someone's shadow. It's never done anything to hurt or freak me or my kids out, so I've not done anything about it. I did a bunch of research on shadow people, and there's so much different advice on how uh, about getting rid of shadow people, but they all sound like they would hurt it, and I don't want to do that. However, the other day, I was sitting on my couch watching TV in the middle of the day. I have a job. I was on leave at the time. <laughs> I felt like that one was preemptively uh, against Kevin. It was going to be like, Linda, get a job. What are you doing? Yeah. Sitting around they're learning to dodge my bullet. Yeah. <laughs> my dogs were sleeping on the same couch when they suddenly got up barking and went to my front door as though they had heard something. My screen door was locked, but the wooden door was open to let air in. To let air in. As the dogs crossed my lounge room, I heard what I thought was an older lady say, Behind you! It sounded like she was out of the front of my house, so I wasn't freaked out. I just thought an old lady was about to knock on my door. We get a lot of religious door knockers in my area. So I get up to answer the door, and there was no one there. There wasn't any cats or cars or anything my dogs would have barked at. I was freaked out a little at this point and checked my house and backyard, as I don't live in the best area and was concerned someone was trying to break in. I found nothing. 
I straight away called my friend to tell her what happened and to try to calm myself down. Thanks, guys. Linda. Mm-hmm. Shadow people at it again. Mm-hmm. Our, okay. One of our most common uh, problems in yeah. these letters. Yeah. Ghostly really grandparents and shadow people. I got to give some credit to Linda for uh, like the ethical treatment of ghosts. Oh, yeah. She doesn't want to hurt the shadow people. She doesn't want to hurt the shadow person. But I'd also be like, mm, maybe you don't want a shadow person hanging around your house. Especially when your kids are showering. But, you know. Yes. I really, I, I like her concern for pervy, the shadow person. Pervy yeah, there's, shadow he's guy. leering around it's, the it's, corner when you're bathing your kids are going to be nude. <laughs> She's missing that that part of it. Yeah, let's do the math, Linda. This think about when this happens. <laughs> Maybe get him out of the house. It's a sexy story, Linda. She's also got a lounge room. I mean, yeah, I don't what know what that, that is. Is that where you get like uh, free swag? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's just where you lounge seductively. Uh, yeah. The old lady outside too. I wonder how she fits in all this. I don't know. That confused me. I mean. Who shouts behind you right before they knock on a door? Maybe <laughs> the shadow person was behind her, and maybe the old lady is a spirit oh, that's she's... trying to help. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's trying to warn her. There's one she's... behind you. Oh. I couldn't do that that simple math for a second. I didn't know why the behind you and then the knock. But yeah, she's going, look out, yeah. knock, knock. Okay, so Ooh, I, that's a I think image. maybe, Linda, you got two entities at your place. You got the shadow creature or person, and you've got the old lady. Maybe the old lady's trying to protect you from this other entity. As you said, it hasn't freaked you out, but it freaked me out just reading this, this letter. Well, not to put anything on Linda and make assumptions, but I think she is a little freaked out, and she's trying to say she's not. But she said, I've never been comfortable in the back of my house. Yeah, yeah that's not good. I mean, either she's like... <laughs> I mean, that if that's, you know, if that has nothing to do with this then well it's just, just all that's back there's a linen closet i wonder what that find out what that room used to be used for if you can yeah i, I think know. there's something going on if she's literally the second she hits the back half of her house she goes ice cold in her veins i yeah. like that none of what we're saying is helping her feel better well i well, we're okay. not here to help <laughs> her feel better we're Wait, here we're, to, we're here to get you open real her mind about your situation linda and yeah. also crack some jokes yeah um no but i think you know a good saging wouldn't uh wouldn't hurt i think that's a good idea get get some mm. get some sage get uh somebody like our friend donna lynn champlin into the house oh minister lynn champlin yeah no but it, it, <laughs> by the way i just saged right. my house for the first time after all my process of feeling like i needed to yeah, better juju. It took me this long to finally do it, and, and soon after, uh, I got some bugs in my pantry. I mean, <laughs> like I no longer. Believe we gotta in get Donalyn over there. We keep saying it's gonna happen. Oh, but... she's she's not coming over, and I don't blame her. That she probably en- would enjoy hearing that uh, the <laughs> thing the Lord is still inflicting wrath upon my home. <laughs> ants. We have ants, and then we had other little bugs in our pantry. Uh, the floor is literally rising up at one place. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. That's There's slime the coming too, out actually. of the light fixtures. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just pink slime. The Ectoplasm. eyes of the paintings bleed. <laughs> yeah. The phones are doorways to hell. I don't know why I keep like poking the tiger. She's just... She probably has a full scale mo- Donna probably has a full scale model of my house and is just sticking needles in certain areas. <laughs> and I just keep asking for it don't i (laughs) but linda the shadow guy peeping at her kids i think in that woman's at the front door 
trying to warn her. Trying to warn her. Can't get in. Like that. Maybe the old lady can't get into your house because that shadow creature is. I don't know. I think staging it. Good idea. If you have a friendly, helpful witch in your neighborhood, maybe bring them over. Yeah. Don't get gouged. Don't spend too much money on it. But I don't know. No, just a thorough staging. And also, if if you see this this person, you can you can speak to it and ask it to leave. You yes, don't, you, you don't can't have to, ask it to go. You don't have to do anything uh, aggressive or that you think might be, you know, you damaging say, to the entity. But you can say, "Hey, I acknowledge your presence, but I'm here with my family now. We live here, and and we don't want you to be here anymore." And just just give that a shot and a good thorough saging, and you know, see uh, see what happens. Yeah, or option two, and this might just be even more entertaining than what you just said is. Um, Invite the old lady in, make sure the woman at the door, and then watch the battle. Yeah, Ooh, that's good. Yeah, all you got to do is give her permission to come in, ah. ghost fight, and then she is going to ghost fight that fucking ghost. peeping Tom. Love it. All right, here's the next one from Jimmy. Good luck with that, Linda. Hey, Michael and Bryce. Uh, back in 2003, when I was in high school and didn't drink, I woke early in the morning and went out to my boat to watch the sunrise. He's a uh, High school kid with a boat? This kid's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Richie Rich over here. I grew up in Union Lake, Michigan. Okay, that makes sense. Which is a suburb of Detroit in a nice community. All right, all right. Braggy, braggy. Okay. I guess we weren't so wrong about 40 minutes north of the city. Not rural, but still has a ton of charm from the days of weekend lake escapes. I hope he continues to describe his neighborhood for yeah. the next eight sentences. <laughs> It was around 7 in the morning, so the sky was already lit with a blue hue, and Venus hadn't been uh, blinded out by the day of light. But I was on my boat, docked, and just enjoying the beginning of the day when I saw a silver object shimmering in the sky. It appeared to be about cruising altitude of a plane, which I guess is around 30,000 feet. What was odd, however, was the speed at which this craft was moving. An object flying that high, like a plane, traveling at around 500 miles per hour. Oh, God, there's so much math in this already, Jimmy. Still looks like it's moving slowly to to ground viewers' perception. But this object was traveling fast and not in a linear motion. It moved in an S formation in the sky, and I watched it for about three minutes until it disappeared out of sight. To this day, I can't really figure out what it could have been. I've seen helicopters and jet fighters, planes, and all of that. This was simply traveling in a speed and flying in a motion that was just different. I don't know if it was an alien craft, but I just wonder what craft could travel that out, at that altitude and that speed. It was really bizarre. Have you all ever seen anything like that? Take care, you guys. Jimmy. I mean, the thing I've seen closest to that was a weird light in the sky in Sedona, Arizona, which bipped and bopped and zigzagged um, and kind of like looked uh, the shutter of the light moved from super bright to smaller to look like it was just a star in the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but never, never in that morning um, and never silver. I've never seen anything that was like a silver craft. But uh, this sounds like classic UFO sighting. This says classic totally UFO sighting all, all around it. So. Mm. When I'm sitting on my boat, yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't have a boat. You know, but... he went out there and jacked it. <laughs> you know, that was his place where he could get away from his family and it's just high school. You know? Seven in the morning, he doesn't drink yet. Tug on his noodle. <laughs> Watch the sun come up. Jimmy, we apologize. Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> but you know what that's you did not a slam it. on but Jimmy. You did, you know, I mean, pro <laughs> masturbation. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good for you, really. Uh 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I wish I've seen something like that. Honestly, I'm dying to see something like that. Yeah, up close I know, where you can I... actually define a, an actual craft, not just a light. Yeah, is there, uh, is there any possibility on some of these that, like, I'm being very skeptical here, um, that it's sort of a forced perspective thing where you're actually look instead of looking at a aircraft really far away, you might be looking at like a bird gliding. That's far enough away you can't see it's a bird, but you assume it's something giant way far away, but it's really sure, something I mean, small that's not that Like, far I think away. you could think, or, or maybe there's like a silver balloon up in the sky, not a weather balloon, but just something like, I don't know, that's caught in the wind blowing around. But I, I, I don't know. Yes, but I also think that sometimes you see flying silver discs in the sky, and we don't know what those are. They're either military craft or they're alien yeah, especially if he said he watched it for three minutes. Yeah, you know? it's, it's a like, long time. Yeah, it, but yeah, maybe I don't at know. First I, you'd, I, yeah, I'd be like, can, oh. I think Kevin's question is, can your eyes play tricks on you? Yes, of course they can, and that's why it's hard to suss some of these encounters. Or it's a bird with a shiny piece of metal in its mouth that is reflecting <laughs> the sunlight. So you can't even see the bird. Where's that just bird getting at- that? <laughs> it's a bird with Birds, a knife. Their job. <laughs> Is to collect shiny things. That's what they do. It's sort true. of their thing. It's true. Yeah, like Jeremy the crow. All right. Uh, Sorry, Jimmy. You saw a bird. Jimmy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I wish that this had happened when Jimmy had a, an iPhone or a, you know I something know. like that. This is classic, classic UFO sighting. So, Jimmy, I think you can say I saw a flying saucer. Once. Yeah, you totally did. All We're right, all this, jealous. Um, this one is from Danny. Uh, yeah, you saw a flying saucer on your boat. Uh, this is from Danny. Uh, hey, guys. Um, I feel like I've experienced more than my fair share of strangeness. I felt like I had some sort of freaky beacon for the longest time. But the occurrences have died off in the last five years. But I always keep my eyes to the sky and always keep an eye out for Bigfoot. I think my the most impactful occurrence, the one that really made me go, what the fuck was that shadow man in my kitchen? Was out of a shadow man in my kitchen? Again, shadow man. Here we go. I lived in a house in Maryland with two guys. They never experienced him, or at least never spoke of him. And shortly after moving in, I was watching TV in my living room, got an overwhelming eerie feeling, I, and saw something out of the corner of my eye. I look and see a full-figured shadow of a man walk across the kitchen. It was the creepiest feeling. It didn't feel demonic, but definitely not a friendly entity. Which does full-figured mean like <clears throat> like head curvy to toe? Or, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, a fully <laughs> full-figured full shadow man. <laughs> yeah, very curvy shadow man. He uh, he he shops at uh, Big and Tall. Um, Let's see. Uh, scared the hell out of me, so I ran the fuck upstairs to my room and didn't come out until my roommates returned home. But I didn't speak of it. This went on the whole time we lived in the house. He'd show up only when I was alone and just walk back and forth in our kitchen. It always scared me, but I still never spoke of him to anyone. Well, I mean, I understand not wanting the feel the need to feel crazy, but... Danny, I think you got to let somebody know. Yeah, you see something, say something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One month, my best friend came from Ottawa town, or sorry, from out of town to visit. A lot of slang <laughs> in this. <laughs> Ottawa town. Uh, well, there's Ottawa in Canada, so anyway, whatever. I had to run to work, and the roomies were gone, so she was left home alone. When I got back, she was terrified and yelled, Why didn't you fucking tell me? 
I didn't know what she was talking about. So of course, oh maybe the sh- maybe she's talking about the shadow man that you're keeping a secret that walks around your <laughs> mm-hmm. kitchen. Uh, so of course I asked, uh, what are you talking about? And and I'm quoting here, people. And this bitch responds, <laughs> "Oh my god, the fucking shadow guy in your goddamn kitchen." Oh wow, though that's pretty wild. Also, love your writing style. <laughs> Danny loves to curse. He sure does. We get on board. Danny D and I to believe this is a woman. Okay, even better. No, that is better. Yeah. So at least we don't have a misogyny going. Well, yeah. we might have it going on from a woman. D A N I. I believe it's short for a longer name, uh, which I won't say because she doesn't use it. But I think I know who this is. I think She's that's a more like the familiar bitch, like bitch. You know? Yeah. This bitch. And this bitch responds. Yeah. This fucking shadow guy in your goddamn kitchen. Another impactful event was the Tao Tao Manoa. Tao Tao Man, uh, Tao Tao Mona. Side note, the Tao Tao Manoa or Mona could make a good episode. This is a this is a tough word to read everybody and I apologize for butchering it. Tao Tao Manoa butchering it though you <laughs> butchering it. Uh, Tao Tao Mona Say it the, more times. <laughs> oh boy, this one's tough. It's got an apostrophe in it. Are the spirits of ancient inhabitants of the northern Marianas Islands. I was stationed in Guam, <clears throat> on Guam, for two years and witnessed countless happenings. The jungles are sacred, and if you're supposed to, a- and you're supposed to ask permission before entering. Mm. Also, don't touch the uh, banyan trees. If you're disrespectful, you can have unexplained illness, pain, scratches, etc. I was out doing post checks, and Wait, I can was. I just pause yeah. you? Is this still Danny, or did yeah. she move to? No, no, no. She's, oh, okay. This is a couple stories she has. Oh, okay. I was out doing post post checks and was talking to a few security guards, a couple locals, and one new hire, not from Guam. They were explaining about the Tao Tao Mona, and the new guy thought it was a joke. To prove it, he walked into the jungle talking loud and being disrespectful. Let's yeah, great idea. Let's taunt. The ancient spirits of the forest. Yeah. When has that ever, ever played off? He's, he's deciding to play the guy that gets murdered first in a horror movie. <laughs> this guy's about to have his face ripped off by a monkey. And the new guy thought it was a joke. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Said that. As he was walking back, he felt a pain on his leg. He gets back to us, lifts his pant leg, and he had a very had very distinct scratches down his leg. He also got sick and started throwing up and ended up being sent home. Needless to say, he became a believer. Guam was a hotbed of activity. Not just the jungles, but our dorms were haunted as hell. My blinds would randomly move as if someone ran their hands through them. A buddy of mine took a pic, and there's a very distinct ghost in it. Unfortunately, I've lost touch with him and don't have a copy. People reported uh, being shoved down in their mattresses, unable to get up, and making it hard to breathe. They actually brought a priest out to bless those rooms. A friend and I saw the weirdest creature, and not at the same time. I started talking about the crazy animal I just saw, and she was like, OMG, I've seen it too. We named it the Kandirig because it looked exactly like a cross between a kangaroo, deer, and a pig. I've never seen anything like it and spent probably three months trying to find it again, but never did. I've also seen strange lights in the sky, which my stepbrother witnessed as well. We watched three lights hover for a good two minutes, and then they shot to the left and then straight up out of sight. I've never witnessed anything 
of our world move that fast or in that matter or in that manner. Those are just a few of my stories. Um, just a few. <laughs> just a few. My God, Danny, you have had a lot of activity. And I wonder if this shadow person in your kitchen might have followed you back from Guam, maybe? If depending on how what order. Oh. I don't know. He's connecting dots right there. Yeah, I'm there. just saying, like, uh, we've heard stories of spirits following people back, but man, I love these jungle tales. I want more jungle stories from our listeners. Anything weird you've encountered in the jungle, please write in about it. There was some like a kangaroo deer pig thing on the newest planet Earth that I was trying to just find on the internet right now. I think that's a... What do you mean a kangaroo deer? It was like, like this the, weird The animal. thing that she saw that looked like a kangaroo, a deer, and a pig. Yeah, in fact, I think... Yeah, he's got these weird little fangs, too. He's got little little pig fangs. Oh. Uh, it's, it's in the... Uh, I, just, it, I just saw this the other day. It is not. I don't know what it's called. All right. But uh, that one, I think, is just an animal. Got it. That's weird looking. Got it. The rest of it, yeah, I mean, don't taunt the jungle, obviously. Don't tease the jungle, everybody. Like, come on. Um, We're going to take another quick break. We're going to come back with our last two letters, because Michael's got to pee. (laughs) Do you really have to pee? Yes. So bad. Hey, guys. Bryce Johnson here. Each week, we post exclusive photos with our guests and great visual aids on Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Club and on Facebook and Twitter at Bigfoot underscore C Club. Check them out. You don't want to miss them. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Had to take a quick wink on the old boat. All right. And I'm back now. (laughs) Uh, Do you mean sunrise coming? (laughs) little sunrise meditation, if you know what I mean. Did you see Venus? <clears throat> mm, a couple times. Uh, this is from Rachel. Hi, Mike and Bryce. This is less of an experience and more of an amusing story of my childhood. We'll be the judge of that. Wrong podcast. <laughs> I'm the daughter of a well-intentioned redneck that would take my cousin <laughs> <laughs> and myself camping on, the un- on unused wooded properties that weren't exactly for public use. Sorry, landowners of Florida. This usually happened about 45 minutes away from Mayaka, home of the skunk ape. I was the oldest at around seven years old, so hide-and-seek was my jam. After it got dark, one of the adults would sneak away, mostly to smoke pot away from the children, but also to hide in the woods and make skunk ape whoops. These all people of, know how to party. Yeah. <laughs> all of us kids would run off into the woods with our flashlights to search for the skunk ape. That was undoubtedly the beginning of my love for the paranormal. Also, a friend was testing out her new vinyl decal uh, cutter and asked if she could design one for me. Attached is the only thing I feel uh, strongly enough about to put on my car. And uh, I don't have it here, but it's a UF, it's a flying saucer that she put on her car. So... Um, love that story. Uh, thanks for everything, you guys, uh, Rachel. That's a great. What a great. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. It's what a, a lot of like redneck memories memory. in Florida could be a lot worse than that. <laughs> I like her as a writer. Will you tell me? Um, uh, will you read that sentence to me again? With it starts with the well-meaning redneck. Yeah, and, and, said, and the way she talked about the woods. I'm the daughter of a well-intentioned redneck that would take my cousins and myself camping on unused wooded properties that weren't exactly for public. <laughs> I'm the use. daughter of a I just well-intentioned want this in my brain. redneck. I'm the daughter of a well-intentioned redneck that would take me and my siblings to a what? 
And I would take my cousins and myself camping on unused wooded properties. Unused exactly wooded properties. Use. Not exactly for <laughs> not, public use. I don't know if I've heard just those empty words. lot, suburban lot. I like that's how she said unused wooded property. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, oh my God, that's really If you want to find a well-intentioned redneck, try looking in an unused wooded property. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that it's uh, passing on the folklore of Skunk Ape. Uh, I love this. I love that story. Thank you for sharing, Rachel. That's great. If you guys have any uh, stories of playing flashlight tag or any of that kind of stuff that involves like maybe a Bigfoot, we'd love to hear those. This is our final letter, and it's from Big John. Late on this one particular warm night in August. Big John. Yep. I like you I'm Big John. Down. I am a full-figured <laughs> shadow person. <laughs> I was living with this woman. <laughs> sorry, sorry, start over. She never kept her fridge well stocked. Some old lady was always hanging outside the house yeah. yelling at me. Could uh, never sneak up behind her because that woman was always calling me out. <laughs> This would have never happened to a skinny ghost. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Late on this one particular warm night in August when I was 12, I was sitting in my room unable to sleep, and so I was laying under my bed looking out the open window, which is set low in the wall. Long story as the house was old and oddly built. Okay. Just to see what I could see. Well... I looked down toward the driveway when I saw something walking up it. I figured it was one of the local teenagers wandering in uh, wandering in, looking for trouble. There had been problems that summer with local teens roaming into people's yards in the neighborhood and walking off with stuff, i.e. garden gnomes, lawn chairs, crap like that. So being the crabby preteen that I was, I lifted the window screen and stuck my head out. Uh, uh, preparatory to yelling at them to go away when the figure came closer. It's a short, pale thing with long, skinny legs underneath a small, round head with large, round, black eyes. The legs draped in what looked like a white sheet. The words stuck in my throat, and I sat there staring stupidly at this creature which walks past my dad's truck towards the house and turns a corner to walk into the backyard going out of sight. I slammed the screen shut and then shut and locked the window before scrambling into bed, hiding under my covers, too scared to sleep. Later, I'd convinced myself that I had only had a bad dream. Fast forward to 2018 when I found the BCC podcast. Listening to you guys recount your experiences brought back the memory of the pale thing traipsing through our yard. Attached are a few photos of what have been circulating of the night crawlers. So here's something that I looked into. Uh, this is Michael talking now. Thank you, Big John. Um, there's this phenomena that happens in Fresno called the Fresno night crawlers. Hmm. And it looks exactly like what uh, Big John described. It's like a, a round-headed thing with no body, no torso, no arms. It just has legs, and they almost look like pant legs walking around. They're really weird. I mean... Like a um, palazzo pant? Yeah, like a palazzo pant. Here is a su- uh, supposed security footage image of one of the night crawlers. What, it's a photo. It's like, here's a head, 
Here, I'm going to zoom in. We'll put these up in the show notes. Head, legs. I'll put this link up there. Now, um, it looks like sort of a twiggy, almost like a wishbone. It's yeah, wishbone shaped. Strange. Okay, so hold on. There's footage of these things walking around. This is specific to Fresno only? Uh, Fresno and Yosemite are the two places they've been caught on camera. Right next door to each other. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, this video's blocked. That's stupid. Um, now, they could be faked, you know, but um, here's one of them. I'm going to here, I'll hold it up this way so everybody can see. This is really interesting for a podcast. But yeah, basically, they kind of walk around on two legs. Ooh, it's spooky. They're really spooky looking. And it's kind of fun because it's a new cryptid. It's like a new thing that's happening like in uh, the past couple years, like 2016, 2017, the Fresno Nightcrawlers. So wow. we'll look them up. They're kind of weird. They could be fake, but. Um, they're pretty, pretty fun. You know, Fresno's mm-hmm. right next to Shaver Lake, too, which is a Sasquatch hotspot. Yeah, which you went up to the other mm-hmm. other week. Yeah. So that whole area. And, you know, I mean, Yosem- if, I was a, if, I, if I were a paranormal cryptid, I would be hanging out in Yosemite for sure. Oh, yeah. That's a Have great you ever been to Yosemite, Kevin? Haunting. Man, Never. it's beautiful. Oh, that is gorgeous. You would love it. Mm-hmm. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Nature. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, think I don't like actually unused wooded properties. I was lost in the woods as a kid, and I'm no thanks. Oh, to that's the, right. You no want to tell that story the, while I look? No, so it's not an interesting story. I mean, it's not tied to the paranormal. Paranormal. <laughs> I was just violently lost as a child. Violently <laughs> lost. <laughs> just flung through the woods. Yeah. Um, and it was it was tragic. I was gone all day by myself when I was like uh, ten years old. All day. All day. How'd you get back? I finally found a road. Oh, God. Yeah. Your parents must have been terrified. My grandparents, my mom didn't know what was happening because we were staying with my grandparents. She didn't find out until they debriefed, I mean, until they told her, you know, after the fact. <laughs> Had a great day. A uh, little snack. Yeah, that's how they did it. We all were sitting around the kitchen table and we called my mom and they were like, so a little something happened. <laughs> It was funny because my granddad was when I when they found me, my grandmother was sobbing and my grandfather was angry. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't know what else to feed to how how else to be emotional. So he just I know one emotion and one only. Anger. (laughs) Yeah. All right, here's a video of the original security camera footage. Now this is taped off of a monitor screen. So it's not the actual security footage, it's a video of a video. I'm going to show this to... I'm going to hit play. This is the Nightcrawler in Fresno walking across a parking lot. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. This is the second... There was a couple creatures that came through. Look, oh, wait. Look at this, Riley. Yeah. We can trim this down if we need to. Look at that weird little whoa. thing. Whoa. I'll put, I'm going to put this uh, up on in the show links. So that... Where did Big John say where he? Uh... He did not. Uh-huh. But I would. Uh, I Big John, if you want to write back in and tell us where that took place, that would be great because you might have been one of the earliest uh, uh, witnesses of a nightcrawler. Okay, everybody. Uh, I want to thank uh, Kevin for coming on the show. I want to thank you, the listeners, and Riley Bray, of course, for engineering the show. Um, it's been another fun episode of Listener Mails. Keep writing in with your mails to Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. And uh, hopefully, Bryce will be back to hear your letters as well in the next uh, time we do this. Kevin is always invited back for these shows. Um, so, a couple updates. Uh, we, the makers of Bigfoot Collectors Club, are taking some time off. 
but the show is not. Bryce is out of town for a couple weeks. Uh, Riley's about to go on tour with Spindrift, mm -hmm. which we will put the tour dates and links to tickets in the show notes of this episode. So if you go to your podcast, scroll down, you'll see the links. And then if you want to buy tickets to go support, where, where are some of the cities you're going? Oh, we're going all through America. We're doing the lap. So we're Texas. Yeah, all the way through new orleans and then over to the east coast up the east coast back across we're popping into canada for you're gonna be dates. in kansas city my hometown of we kansas city kansas city yeah so um likely we're coming to your town if you live in uh the u.s or canada nice yes and i know bryce uh is on bobcat goldthwaite's misfits and monsters which premieres on true tv july 11th Bryce is in the second episode on July 18th. It's an anthology series, but if you've seen the preview, um, it's it looks like a show that all of our listeners will enjoy. It looks really, really fun. It and looks weird so and good. funny. Yeah, it looks great. I can't great. wait for it. Yeah. Um, Kevin, do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? No. Okay, great. Uh, I will be at uh, San Diego Comic Con Thursday, Friday. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, I'm hosting a panel uh, with um, Crazy X show creators Rachel Bloom and uh, Aline Brosh McKenna. Um, that'll be Thursday evening. I'm doing some as of yet unscheduled signings for my new comic book adventure van on Friday and Saturday. Saturday night, I'll be performing in the live Crazy Ex-Girlfriend show at the Balboa Theater. Um, and then Sunday, I'm going to be a guest on uh, the Bizarre States podcast with ah, Nerdist cool. on Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. So that's a lot of stuff going on there. I will post that schedule uh, when I get it a little bit more nailed down. Um, but like I said, we're taking a break, but we've pre-recorded episodes for you all to listen to all July long. So you're not going to miss an episode. There'll be a new one every Wednesday. And of course, our Patreon content will have stuff up there for you guys. So we took care of you. We'll be gone, but the show won't be. And uh, we, uh, we look forward to uh, reconvening in a month. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, enjoy all the wonderful episodes we have banked for you guys. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I want to thank the Sun Eaters for our theme from their song Come Alone, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. I want to thank Riley again and Bryce, who's not here, and Kevin. I love you guys. I love doing this show. Everyone have a great summer, and we'll be back with um, more episodes next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. 
As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.